Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey everybody out there, welcome back to Positively Wrestling. I am Tim Kennard, and joining me as always is the heel to my baby face, the brain to my gorilla, the Scott Hall to my Kevin Nash. We are the Outsiders. Steven Davidson, how you doing today, buddy? Where are you, mate, Chico? <laughs> hey, have you been on Peacock? When was the last time you were on Peacock? Um, I was watching some Law & Order the other day. Had they updated it to where you now get to choose an avatar? I don't know. I, don't, I didn't even look. I was on today, and you get to choose an avatar. There are three choices for WWE superstars. I want you to guess. Who do you think they are? Um, I am going to guess Stone Cold. Um, Sasha Banks. And Charlotte Flair. You got one of them. Okay. Sasha Banks. Uh huh. Roman Reigns. Okay. Oscar. All right. <laughs> Clap there. That's right. Yeah. Oscar so getting my, some love. My choice was easy. Of course, I went with Sasha. Although she does have competition because there's also a Jurassic Park Tyrannosaur. <laughs> uh-huh. I was very tempted. <laughs> <laughs> if if we ever get big enough to have guests like that on the show and Sasha's on the show. I am definitely bringing this back up that it was a tough choice for you between Sasha and a, and a, and a dinosaur. It's my favorite movie. I know. I know. I just think it'd be a hilarious conversation. <laughs> oh, hey, I, I, I've got something else. Okay. We have a guest listener today. We do. We do. One of my students really is listening noelle said she's going to download the show this week she's going to listen she knows nothing about wrestling she's just doing it to listen to me and to support what i'm doing and i think it's awesome so welcome noelle i hope you're actually listening and didn't just say you were going to and then not (laughs) yes thank you noelle Uh, if you are listening we do appreciate the support even if you're not a big wrestling fan who knows maybe by listening to the show she will get interested in fact our three count segment coming up right now is the perfect one for Noel. That's true. That's true. We are going to jump right into that three count. And this one, it's a, this is a really cool one. I really, really, really loved this three count. Uh, and we're talking about our top three gateway matches. And if you're curious about that, gateway matches, matches that you would show to someone who is not aware of the product doesn't know anything really about wrestling but what would you show them to help explain and so they can see why you love wrestling the uninitiated yes um yeah. not a lapsed fan not someone no. who's watched with completely uninitiated they've never seen it they don't get it what do you show them yes i agree and i had fun with this one uh like i said i talked about last week i had done this for a friend uh, uh a number of months ago um and surprisingly I did not pick any of the three matches that I gave him. Mm, interesting. This is a different type of thing. You don't just go for your three favorite matches because no. it's not about it's not about you. It's yeah, about no, them. Yeah, this is this is what you want to show them to kind of just again to really give them a taste 
of the product and, and, and the reasons that you love the business. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I really enjoyed this three count. We're going to jump right into it. Of course, you challenged and what a great challenge it was. So I will kick things off and I am going to kick off. We're going back to August 26th, 1995. ECW, two out of three falls match. Eddie Guerrero, Dean Malenko. Oh, wow. This was their last match in the company before moving on to WCW. Um, this They traded a fall apiece and then ended up in a draw at the end via, I think the time limit ran out. Um, and from a technical standpoint, it is one of the best matches I think I've ever seen. Just from technical Christmas, these two played off each other so well. If you talk about like a wrestling match kind of being like a dance performance, you know what I'm saying? That kind of thing. These two were perfect dance partners. And again, it, it just, the flow is almost perfect. It's almost again, note perfect. I love this match. Fantastic. I think it shows the technical side, the athletic side. Uh, and because I'm a big crowd guy, that is something that gets me into wrestling is the, the roar of the crowd and an ECW crowd when they're hot, is one of the best crowds to listen to. Um, but yeah, that's why it's my number three on my list. I love this match uh, immensely. Wow. Good choice. I would not have called that. I wouldn't have even thought of that. That was, that was good. I've seen that match. It's been a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Very unpredictable. Excellent. All right. For me, number three, going to WrestleMania mm-hmm. 25. Uh, I know where I'm going with it. The Undertaker, Shawn Michaels. What a good choice. To this day, if, if somebody says greatest WrestleMania match of all time, it's not quite my pick, but it's definitely up there and it would be hard to argue. Um, it, it's a mix of kind of everything, right? It's great story, great characters, spectacle, drama, suspense. Uh, we didn't know what was going to happen. Um, it, it Undertaker was undefeated, of course, at WrestleMania at the time, and uh, it became kind of a chore for me to, to get through the Undertaker match every year because it was predictable. You knew he was going to win. Yeah. This time, you didn't know he was going to win because this was Shawn Michaels. Yes. And uh, they played that up. They completely stole the show. Poor Triple H and Randy Orton had to follow it. And uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, it didn't go well for them. Of course, they didn't exactly plan their match out that great either, but it didn't help. But Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, people know them. And uh, I think it would it would hook a new viewer pretty quickly, uh, starting with the entrances and going all the way through the three count. Yes. Uh, what a, uh, that's a fantastic choice. Um, definitely one that was kind of again, there was so many there's so many to choose from when you think about this. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely one that I had considered. Um, and uh, shout out to our buddy Nate, who chimed in on Facebook with his three that he would do for gateway. I thought that was really awesome. And I loved his three picks, by the way, Shane uh, on Twitter as well. Oh, Shane on Twitter. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, no, that's a great, I loved. And again, I always get confused. This is the first meeting. Yes. At WrestleMania. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, man. And it led to such a great return match the next year too. Right. Um, but, and whew, yes, that, that first one though was really, really special. Yeah. It was uh, phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Great pick for number three. I love it. Uh, for number two, for me, um, 
it's WrestleMania, and it's WrestleMania 19, 2003. For me, it's Rock versus Austin. I pick this one again, uh, kind of like you talk about with with your number three pick. This was more for the spectacle, and because these are characters that people know, people know Steve Austin, people know The Rock because of his Hollywood, uh, and this was basically their last meeting. This was Steve's last match, um, yep. and uh, it just it, it they tore the house down. It was just you know they hit all their signature moves. Rock was embracing the Hollywood character that he had. So the charisma was there, uh, putting on Austin's vest and imitating Austin. Uh, I think they were stealing each other's finishers. I mean, it was just great. Um, but yeah, from an entertainment standpoint uh, and characters and again, the spectacle of WrestleMania, that's why I chose this one as my number two. Very good. And Rock finally got a win. And Rock Austin. getting the win. Yes. Over Austin. Austin doing the favors on his way out, basically. Yeah. Yeah, that was I like that match. I like that match not as much as the WrestleMania 17 match, but more than the WrestleMania 15 match. Yes, I agree. Uh, and I thought it was a great match. Yeah, excellent choice for me. Number two, The Rock versus Hulk Hogan, WrestleMania 18. Mm-hmm. Come on, everybody, everybody knows Hulk Hogan. Everybody knows The Rock. I can see someone who's never watched wrestling saying, oh, well, I know The Rock was a wrestler, but I've never actually seen him do it. So yeah, I'll watch this. Mm -hmm. And then seeing that crowd react to two of the three best-known wrestlers of all time, arguably the two best-known wrestlers of all time. Um, And just, I mean, it, it, it would be an opportunity to look at someone who's never watched wrestling and say, look, when you go to one of these, you're part of the show. Uh-huh. You're not watching the show. You're participating in the show if you choose to do so. And that's what makes it different from anything else. And it's one of the great things about going to an event is that you are one of the characters in the show. And that match illustrates it more than anything because the crowd literally changed the course of the match. Yes. Yes. It, yeah. Precisely. We've talked about this match several times on the show before because it is one of our all-time favorites as well. Um, and especially one of mine, this is again, one of the best crowd reactions ever Yeah, in a match ever, probably the best. I don't know that I, I enjoy a crowd reaction anywhere else as much as I love it in that match, because again, they changed the course of the match. They changed how it was going to flow. Uh, and you know, and Mike Kyoto did some interviews recently and he said, you know, they kind of had an idea. It's like this, this might happen, but they still were unprepared. They had no plan in place. Um, and that was just Hogan and rock being the veterans that they were and knowing how to switch it up and having the talent to do so. Yeah. And switching it on the fly. So uh, yeah. And listening to the crowd and reacting like yes. you're supposed to do. Yeah, At least when, when you have a crowd, which we'll talk about in just a minute. Yes, yes. Uh, great choice, though. Great choice. Um, my number one, I guarantee you, you would have never called in a million years. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I just had a birthday. I'm getting there. Okay. Okay. You're close. Uh, we're going to take over Brooklyn, number three, 2017, Asuka versus Ember Moon. 
you're correct. <laughs> Not that I, that's a bad match, but I, yeah, wouldn't have been my pick for this. Yeah, okay. Um, Elaborate. Because, uh, you know, because we are very positive on positive wrestling, but we're positive on the women's side of wrestling, especially. Of course. And yes. there are a plethora of matches to choose from. Um, but I, I picked this one because of it has a little international flair. Um, and it's a very hard hitting match. These two went at it. It was brutal, downright brutal. Asuka breaks her collarbone in this match and still finishes <laughs> the yeah. match. Um, and this was, of course, during her huge undefeated streak run right. in NXT. Um, and I just figured this was this would be a great match to show someone so they can see the level of physicality that it's being done by women. They're just as good as the guys. Uh, and again, the international flair. Uh, and I will I'll caveat to this with my three. I didn't really rank them in any particular order. These are just the three matches I would show someone. So I'm not saying this is the number one match out of these three. Mm-hmm. This is just the order that they came out. <laughs> Oh, I see. If that makes okay. sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't looking at it as a, this is the number three one, the number, you know, like that, other than just for our list. But, right. Um, okay. But no, I just, I loved this match uh, so much. I, I was very positive on Asuka when she came into the business anyway, but this match really solidified me going, I am an Asuka fan. I really, really like her. And, and no discredit to Ember. Ember's fantastic as well. Oh, Ember. Yeah. Uh, gave in this match as good as she got uh, and I would argue that probably should have won this match mm-hmm. if not for the fact that they were keeping that Oscar streak even though they squandered it after they brought her up to the main roster but anyway very, very much so yeah. that, that, that's, a, that's a soapbox for another time but um, another time being in probably about 45 minutes or an hour. <laughs> yeah you know yeah, yeah you're right you're, yeah. you're very right um <laughs> But yeah, that's my number one. Uh, I figured that'd be a surprise that it's on my yeah. list. But yeah, yeah, it, it's it's funny how you can remember matches where someone finally clicks for you and yeah. wins you over. I mean, I remember Bret Hart, the match where I said, "Oh, this guy's actually really good." And I was a kid, so you know, he was a heel, so I didn't like him because I was a kid and he was a heel. But mm-hmm. I, I remember the match where I thought, "Oh, he's actually good." Was against Macho Man Randy Savage on Saturday Night's main event. Uh, um, and so I remember and. Uh, the match for Sasha Banks um, is my number one NXT takeover Brooklyn, 2015. Of course, yes. Sasha Banks versus Bailey. Yes. Um, this is the match that made me a Sasha Banks fan, a, a big Sasha Banks fan, but just taking it from the very beginning from Stephanie McMahon being in the ring to introduce this match that sets the stage for it being an event. It's a co-main event featuring women first time that had been done for a pay-per-view style event Mm -hmm. through the video package, which sets up the story of the match beautifully. And it's not overcomplicated. It's pretty simple, but it's also relatable where you've got Bailey who just can't quite win the big one, can't quite achieve her dream. And she's got one more shot at it. And then you've got the overconfident cocky Sasha Banks trying to hold her down I think most people at some point in their lives can relate to that. Yes. So the story is very, very simple and relatable. And then just the realistic approach to the match, realistic, but exciting and dynamic and unpredictable. And the performances from them both 
in terms of the wrestling and the acting. And then the moment at the end where they get a little more real and we get the four horsewomen um, holding each other's hands up. And um, it, it was, it was everything that I love about wrestling. And I think it's everything that makes me keep watching it. Even when it's not so great. Sometimes I know that we're going to get something good again. We just have to keep watching. Yeah. And that's the match that, that really embodies that for me. And I, I think it's a very easy match to understand and to enjoy. And like you said, it's also the women and the women are, I, I think better than the men overall mm-hmm. today. Agreed. Um, and there, yeah. So anybody could appreciate that match. You don't have to know anything going into it. They tell you everything you need to know uh, before the match starts as far as setup. But then once the bell rings, Sasha and Bailey tell you everything you need to know about what's going on in their heads and it's just perfection and it's 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 art and that would be the one i think could convince anyone and help them understand why i love it yeah no i that's a it's a great choice uh i i kind of equate that to the, the guerrero malenko what i said about you know having the perfect dance partner and sasha and bailey perfect dance partners yep uh again that match was structured so well from its concept in from its conception as far as the storyline between the two uh, to every, every bit of the performance in the ring, which was it outshone everything on the card. Yeah. Outshone everything in wrestling that had come like <laughs> 20 years before. It, it was, just, yeah. it was, a, it was an amazing match. I cannot no. fault that one bit. I think that is a fantastic choice. But uh, like I said, we've had some friends chime in, but uh, to our other listeners, what are three matches you think would be the best to show someone to who, who's never seen wrestling to, to get them in, you know, initiated into maybe wanting to watch it or just to understand why you love it. Let us know, leave us a, a comment uh, on Facebook or Twitter. We'll give you all those deets at the end, but uh, now I guess it's time for me to lay down my gauntlet for next week. Um, and like, and we were talking before the show, and you were a little confused by what I was saying. Uh, and maybe this will make it more clear, but my challenge is your top three matches involving international superstars. Okay. Now, the reason I was saying, and I was going to give you the choice is we can keep this to matches that took place in WWE or in the States or can be anywhere. Uh, if we leave it to what's taking place in the States, we can draw both mainly from the same pool. Whereas if we don't, you have a wealth of stardom that I don't have knowledge of. Right. So. Uh, when you say international, are we outside the United States or outside North America, like Canadian? Um, let's say outside of North America. Okay. So, okay. but it can have one North American just yes, somebody it just has in the to, match. One of the participants in the match has to be uh, an international superstar that is from outside of North America. Okay. Um, okay. I don't have anything. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not, I don't have a list forming in my head yet. So um, I say we just go all out and just take it from anywhere. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine with me. Okay. Like I say, mine won't feature a lot of stardom, but yeah, I, and mine may or may not. I don't know. I'm gonna. Yeah, have to really I, think I, about I didn't it. know yeah. if yours would or not, but just figured I'd throw it out there. But uh, yeah. I think that'll be a fun one. A little bit yeah. different. 
Okay. Um, all right. Well, excellent. Well, that was our three count. Tune in next week for our three favorite matches involving international superstars. Uh, let's get into the show proper. Uh, plenty to talk about uh, this week. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, I'm going to take a second. We're going to start on a, a little bit of a sad note. I do want to send out, you know, good vibes, well wishes to Alexa Bliss. Um, she, of course, her pet pig, uh, Larry Steve, uh, passed away a couple days ago and always kind of unexpectedly it very un- it seemed very unexpectedly with some complications um and uh, vets not wanting to treat the pig which i don't quite understand something like that yeah i didn't yeah. get the full story but there was something about that yeah so uh, i mean a loss is a loss and pets are like family and mm-hmm. if you follow her like on instagram or twitter and seeing the post that she put with Larry, I mean, it's just, I mean, I've had pet dogs, pet cats in the past and they, and I mean, when they have passed on, it hurts. It yeah. hurts just like losing any loved one. So just well wishes, best wishes uh, for her out there. Um, and just, uh, you know, thoughts with her going through that hard time. So just want to throw that out there a little bit of a sour note, but um, again, just wanted to, be send positive wishes from positively wrestling to Alexa bliss. There you go. Um, but uh, let's jump in. We've got, uh, as we said, crowds are coming back and not, not just that WWE is going to the crowds. They are resuming their live tour on a special, like 20 city. I think it says 20, 25 city, which 25 leads city. to the question. What happens at the end of that? Tour? <laughs> yeah. So what does and I, I mean, and I, I think if I if I had to look at it from just a pure business standpoint, with the climate of the world and everything, I think this is let's plan out twenty five dates in some of the big big cities that we go to uh, that get big draws, and test the waters to make sure that crowds are going to come back. Yeah, you know, on a on a touring basis, it's one thing if it's like, hey, we're going to go live for WrestleMania. It's another thing for a house show. Yeah. Um, so, so this will be interesting. I'm very now, it, and, and I didn't see a clarification. Maybe you know this or not. These 25 dates, are these all house shows or are any of these going to be actual? Oh, no, they have not announced house shows. The first three are SmackDown, Money in the Bank, and Raw. Okay. In, all in Texas. Okay. Um, and then they've announced uh, the following SmackDown and raw one of them maybe the following two smackdowns and then the raw in between i know one of them's in minneapolis okay and so this and, looks more yeah. like like live events not uh not just house shows okay yeah Very cool. yeah it's tv i looked at the money in the bank tickets and decided not to go for it <laughs> I, I i looked for a minute and thought oh they have fourth row oh, oh. <laughs> i had a front row seat for last year's yeah, that you Front row, use. across from the camera, in the middle of the row. Dang, everyone would have had to look at you like all night. I know. <laughs> everyone, including Liv Morgan. That well, okay, true, very true. <laughs> hey, no fault in that, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so exciting stuff. Resuming the live tour, getting back out there, getting crowds back involved, which uh, has been sorely missed. It was, mm-hmm. it was so awesome to have him back at WrestleMania, uh, and I'm excited to have him rejoining us for 
you know, weekly TV is yeah. going to be nice. Yeah, um, and we and we have some rumors around SummerSlam. Yes, uh, SummerSlam's got some rumors going around. Again, none of this is officially confirmed, um, but uh, we are hearing that SummerSlam may not take place on a Sunday. It may actually take place on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, on the twenty. Originally, they announced the twenty second of August, which uh, is Sunday, which is a Sunday. But now they're saying the twenty first. Uh, it's going to be in Vegas, and <laughs> again, this is all again. This a- is apparently apparently. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I love this idea. I I, do I, too. I love uh, pay per view on a Saturday. I think that is fantastic. Now, what I read because originally it was reported as this is like the insiders like yeah this is pretty much a done deal they're, they're doing it on that but then a, a further update said it's just provisional because apparently there's another big boxing match also uh live on saturday from vegas which would probably also be on pay-per-view it's a manny pacquiao fight i believe mm-hmm. so yeah so i don't know if that's going to throw a monkey wrench in this stuff we'll have to wait and see but that seems to be um the speculation on what might happen uh i and again Saturday, I think, is great. I also had a fourth row seat for SummerSlam last year. (sighs) (laughs) SummerSlam in Vegas would be so cool. (laughs) That would be awesome, dude. It would be really, really cool. So uh, that was one thing that made me think, maybe not money in the bank. Let's see what they do. Let's see what they do with SummerSlam. Yeah. Throw some Vegas in there. Oh, that would be that would be dope. I like it. I I may end up buying a ticket you're invited to buy a ticket to if you want to maybe go um <laughs> we'll see we'll see we'll see uh yeah yeah but and speaking of what we you might see uh rumors uh circling today about what the main event of SummerSlam could be and it could be roman reigns against john cena uh as it was teased and i love this it's a match that you couldn't see to believe. <laughs> that hurts my head. I know, right? <laughs> um, but uh, a stroke tonight, trying to figure that out. <laughs> well, you can't see Cena, and you have to believe that. Uh, <laughs> might be happening now. If I go silent, you know what happened. Well, the show will go on anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who needs uh, me? <laughs> But uh, apparently, because Cena and Sasha Banks are both advertised for the July 16th SmackDown. Yeah, that's the uh, return. That's the first that's the return with crowds. Yeah. So it makes sense. Big, big name. Sasha has kind of been taking a little time off so that uh, they can diversify, I will say, the uh, the women's championship over on SmackDown a little bit. And uh, give Bianca some spotlight. Yeah, give her some spotlight with without mm-hmm. an immediate return match mm-hmm. against Sasha, uh, which is good. But that would be a great match for SummerSlam. It would return match Bianca and be a great uh, Sasha match to, to see from the crowd. Yes, it would. And who knows? Could end up being a triple threat. They love triple threats. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, it's not as good. <laughs> Suddenly, not as good. No. Uh, so yeah, interesting things around SummerSlam. Very, very exciting. Very exciting. Um, but yeah, so uh, stay tuned as we get more news. We will obviously report it and talk about it here on the show. Uh, also, want to not on our, our run sheet, but just want to go over. We had more releases uh, this week uh, from WWE, 
And um, kind of very surprising out of the blue, Adnan Verk, uh, who has been doing commentary on Raw. For but like, he, uh, my understanding, asked to go. I've heard two different sides to this. I've heard that because the statement he put out was that because of the travel and everything with everything else he does, it's a little too much strain on the family. I've heard, again, take this with a grain of salt, uh, insider speculation that this was more WWE's call than his. It could um, have been mutual. Yeah, and it could have been mutual. But as far as who approached who at first, who knows how that goes. Um, he did not have a lot of... <laughs> Uh, fans of his commentating will say in the at least the internet community there's a lot of people who just didn't care for it I who, who does have a lot of fans in the internet community I know right I, I mean I could have took it or leave it I didn't think he was fantastic but I didn't think he sucked he made a lot of mistakes but he was also new yeah like he, he was learning it give give him a little time yeah and let him let him learn the pro- look he, he came in and did the best he could with his experience and I thought he had a good sound. Um, I didn't mind listening to him. He did mess things up. He got names wrong and names of moves wrong. He, he did that. Um, but he would eventually not done that anymore. Um, so I don't know. Um, it could have been a case of him reading all those criticisms and them getting to him. Or, yes. I mean, I, I don't know. I hope not. Um, but who knows? It's just speculating. But I don't know. But who knows? Uh, but, you know, hopefully on to bigger and better things for him. Um, my biggest gripe with him, honestly, was that when I thought he sounded way too much like Shane McMahon. For some oh. reason, it, I thought he sounded like, go back and watch and I and think about it and it'll be the only thing you hear from now. You're yeah, I, I never, I never thought Shane of that or picked up on that myself. But I can kind of hear it. Yeah. I, can, I can see where you heard that. Also, uh, kind of a surprise. Well, I don't know if it's a surprise, but Tom Phillips also released. Uh, of course, Adnan Verk replaced Tom Phillips. Uh, and Tom, apparently, and I, I was unaware of this, he was like senior uh, manager of on-air talent. <laughs> I didn't know that either. Yeah. Um, and some people say that he was growing increasingly unhappy um again this is the speculation with the sites that have read um so it seems like he may have even asked for his release yeah because i was surprised by it i mean i thought he did a good job and he was all over the place too yeah i mean like on every show at some point i loved him and graves together i thought they were a great combo Mm -hmm. um but yeah so uh best wishes best wishes to uh tom phillips as well uh, I got a feeling he's going to catch on somewhere else real quick. <laughs> mm-hmm. He He's really, really good. Um, also, there was other cuts in kind of the media departments and stuff like that, like a lot of cuts from WWE film. Uh, and they've kind of. They're consolidating some, consolidating some, some into departments, the mm-hmm. media groups. Um, yeah. But yeah, so some other releases coming from, from WWE, uh, you know, best wishes to all those who were released get back on your feet soon. We hope, you know, kind of thing. Uh, let's jump into some smack from last week. And Oh my God, sound the alarms. It's happened. Shayna Baszler got a win. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. What, what have we come to? 
I know someone finally woke up in the uh, booking department and in creative. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, she got, a or wig. maybe, or maybe she went back there and put someone to sleep. <laughs> they were like, okay, that's we're the sorry. version I wanna, I wanna believe is that she yeah. was like, look, <laughs> either you're gonna let me win, or I'm gonna put you in the Carafuna clutch, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like for real. <laughs> um, but yeah, she got to win. Thank goodness. Yep. Yeah. Uh, in the six-man tag, it was of course her, Naya, and uh, Bailey versus uh, Tamina, Natalia, and Bianca. Yeah, and it was a good match actually. It, it was. A, it was a very good uh, six or yeah, six-man, six-woman tag. Excuse me. Yeah. Um. So really enjoyed that. Uh, let's see, uh, Alistair Black. Lots of we've been getting the vignettes of him coming back and. I, I kind of made the comment about, um, you know, with how they were doing the vignettes with Alexa over on Raw, and that like, okay, let's go. We got it. We need to. We need to advance. We need the next step. The next evolution mm-hmm. of this. And with Alistair, they seem to hit it right. We got like two or three weeks of promo, and then we got a promo, and it was like, oh, they're extending it again. But then, boom, shows up at the end of up. the night. Yeah, um, the four corners, and attacks Big E. Yeah. So, so you think this is just him attacking Big E? Do you think he's maybe joining up with Apollo? Uh, I think they're the the Big E Apollo stuff's been going on for so long now. I think they're breaking Big E away from Apollo and uh, giving him something new to do, and then giving Apollo something new to do as well. Yes. Um, but and, uh, and that's my hope. That's my hope. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I uh, I I like this. I, I'm excited to see where this goes with the this new Alistair Black and I think a program I, with Big E is going to be pretty good. I want to see what if he's new in the ring a little bit. I want to see if he's changing his style some um his entrance if he's still going to do the weird raising from the dead thing that never really made any sense because there was no context to it. Um yeah, yeah so I'm curious to see the the presentation of this new version of the character. Music. Yeah. New music probably. Although I've got to say I'm not crazy about a lot of the music in WWE right now. Yeah. I think they've replaced a lot of good themes with inferior themes. Yes. And all because of rights issues and stuff yeah, with like CFO that. money and something and just the, the new ones just not as good. I agree. I, I, good Lord, don't even get me started about, uh, and actually let's talk about this too. Um, just a, a quick break off of some other stuff going on. Keith Lee, um, who we haven't seen in forever, but yeah, his theme, especially when they changed his, it was like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. His theme was perfect. Mm-hmm. Loved it. But yeah, Keith Lee's been gone for a while. He's been missing uh, from WWE TV. And uh, I, I want to, I, I kind of want to call out so, some internet commenters uh, here uh, just and say bad form because a lot of people were like, you know, where is he? Where is he? Uh, must be something bad because WWE won't give us an update, blah, blah, blah. They, they're not being transparent about this and all this kind of junk. And then Mia Yim responded to some of them and said, leave it alone. It's nobody's business. You know, things will happen when they happen, but, you know, this is this is none of your business right now. And a few people fired back at that. Yeah. And... I, I'm sorry. That's that shows that you're incredibly um, 
immature immature thoughtless uncaring and stupid yeah because his real world fiance (laughs) who lives with him every day has told you it's none of your business and to leave it alone that should have been the end of it Mm -hmm. but they continue to go on and when we talk about not liking the toxicity of certain um aspects of the internet wrestling community this is definitely one of them uh and there's a huge level of entitlement that yes that does not belong anywhere frankly yeah and and again and the someone was saying but you know we're fans and we care that's all you want to know and and i i guarantee it if you care uh they appreciate that they do uh and that's understandable but you are entitled to nothing Hmm. especially if this is something personal that's keeping him off tv or medically or something like that uh i do not want to put speculation out there um with some of the stuff that i've read because i think it's pure speculation because nothing's been said from anyone officially um but you know if this were a very serious situation they're entitled to their privacy on it um and, and that's how it should be so i just want to throw that out there we hope to have keith lee back I, I i love keith lee i i think future world champ written all over him yep <laughs> um but you know best wishes hope he comes back soon hopefully it's just a you know a creative reason and they're just waiting to figure out where to plug him back in mm-hmm. that's what i hope um but if not best wishes hope everything turns out okay thoughts with you um yeah. but yeah it's nobody's business, but theirs. Right. <laughs> um, right. But anyway, that just, it, it hit me and I wanted to, th- and I was thinking about that and I just wanted to throw that out there because the, the theme music thing reminded me of it. It's what we do. We talk wrestling. That's right. Um, but yeah, you know, the, the music is just not good. <laughs> it's, yeah. I mean, it's not like WCW bad, but it's just very, <laughs> it's just very generic. And, and I, my friend Mark even pointed out, and I hadn't picked up on it until he mentioned it, like Bailey's, romans and seth seth music all basically start the same way i tell you what when i'm listening to my playlist when i'm driving around and i can never figure out okay are we going for seth or bailey on this one because i don't have Mm -hmm. romans new one yet Mm -hmm. and that thing starts i'm like okay it's seth's uh then it's like oh no it's bailey's (laughs) yeah yeah very generic i mean there are still some good ones i'm hoping they don't change eos at any point because i love eos yeah i'm afraid it's i'm afraid it stays are numbered um Mm. yeah just very generic and not catered to personality and and just musically kind of drab yeah and that's an aspect of you know the presentation and we love good presentation in our wrestling we want to be sports entertained (laughs) and it's something that's always been good in this company yes always been good yeah so i hope i hope they figure that out and, and correct it soon yes um let's see uh also on smackdown of course that you know we had some more um uh with cesaro roman seth uh the usos going to be taking on the street profits this week mm-hmm. uh <coughs> excuse me and um if we both die on this podcast what's going to happen uh well i guess we won't talk to you next week <laughs> it's also going to be a very long episode yes it is <laughs> like <laughs> is anybody coming <laughs> Did i make this stop recording this 
no one would know because we're not doing this live. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, uh, but yeah, so there, uh, we got some furthering of that story, which I think is great. Uh, I love the uh, the stuff with Paul Heyman and going through the list of people that, that Roman had basically buried uh, and how excited he seemed to be to do that. I thought that was very entertaining. I loved all of that. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited for this week. Uh, to see where that story goes with the yeah. ESOs. I think it's, I mean, great. it's the first time they've teamed up in over a year. Yeah. So, um, and for, for some reason, they need Roman's permission to do it. I, I don't, yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see mm-hmm. how this plays. I'm, I'm interested. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, let's talk about, uh, again, uh, came from sadness, but ends up in, in something awesome. Of course, the Hana Kimura tribute show, which you got to watch. Yep. Uh, tell us about it. It it was fantastic. It was longer than I thought it was going to be. It, it ran over three hours. Uh, so it was after one o'clock in the morning here on the East Coast of the United States when it wrapped up. Um, wow. I would have probably been up until two o'clock anyway. So it, it was fine. But uh, yeah, it went long, especially considering they only had four matches. Oh, wow. Um, right. Um, but they filled it out. And the thing is, Hana was so fun. She was just fun and, and fun to watch and fun to be around. And that's how they crafted this show. They crafted this show to be fun. Um, they had a, a battle royal. Um, and their battle royals, can you can be eliminated over the top rope, but also pinfall or submission. Mm-hmm. Um and they just like they threw they threw the format pretty much of a of a standard battle royal just out the window. They just said we're gonna have fun with this. It was men and women <laughs> all in there. Um and they they had some surprise entrance, but they the surprises didn't come in at the beginning with everybody else. They just kind of came in later, some music would hit and somebody somebody would come out. And Hakushi, Jinsei Shinzaki was one of them. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, uh, Masato Tanaka was one of them. Tanaka? Yeah, That's Masato awesome. Tanaka. Yeah, still, man, I remember, I think most people remember his matches with Mike Awesome in ECW. And uh, they would have been a good pair on our um, best in-ring opponents three count. That yes. They would have fit that perfectly because, man, they had some awesome matches. Um, so he was in there. And that Battle Royal was just, it was silly. They did lots of silly things, but it was so much fun. Um, and it was won by uh, Ram Kaicho, who I'm not familiar with, um, but she won the Battle Royal. Um, there are a lot of people on the show I was not familiar with. Some I was and some I wasn't. Um, Jungle Kiona did show up at the beginning. She's in stardom, but she's been injured for a while. Um, but she was good friends with Hana and a teammate of Hana in Tokyo Cyber Squad. Um, and she has vowed to win the Red Belt for Hana Kimura and she had a shot at Mayu Watani and lost uh, that was her last match before leaving for, for the surgeries that she needed and, and she's been gone for a while I was so upset when she lost that I really wanted her to win but uh, I mean I guess if she needed to go to get you know medical right medical issues fixed up I understand it so hopefully she'll come back and at some point win uh, the red belt from now Utami Hayashishita or whoever has it when she comes back I don't know when she's coming back but I will say she took a bump on this show Oh. So maybe she's not in as bad a shape as we thought. Maybe she, hopefully she'll be back soon. She's actually one of my favorites. She's like, I haven't talked about her because she hasn't been wrestling since we started this podcast. But like, for me, she's up there with Momo 
and Tom and Julie. Okay. Um, and I, I can't wait for her to come back. Um, the main event was an eight woman tag and it was crafted to be one side of former or current Oedo Tai members because Hana was a very prominent member of Oedo Tai before Tokyo Cyber Squad, before she led Tokyo Cyber Squad. And uh, so we had Kagetsu coming out of retirement who led Oedo Tai when Hana was a member, teaming up with uh, Hazuki also coming out of retirement and Konami who is currently in Oedo Tai and uh, Death Yamasan who has been playing uh, the, the, the sad clown version who Keegan death, but she went back to her, her traditional like kiss death metal fan, Death Yamasan version for this match. Uh, and they took on, we know her in from the AEW Women's Tournament, Zenny. Okay. Um, but she actually goes by Asuka. Um, oh. Yeah, okay. that's what she's known as in Japan. And uh, she teamed up with Shuri from Donna Domondo currently and Natsupoi from Donna Domondo and uh, Mio Momono, who I was the only one in the match I wasn't familiar with. Ah. Um, and they they won over, over Oedo Tai, which kind of surprised me since... Hana was so strongly connected to Otai, but maybe with the being a memorial show, they wanted the face team to win, which I can understand that too. Um, fun spot during the match. Um, the show was put on by Hana's mother, Kyoko Kimura. And uh, Kyoko, when Kagetsu was was around, was also a member of Tai before Hana was. Well, maybe when Hana was. Um, but before she retired, Kyoko was a member of Tai, And at one point, uh, I think it was sure it was uh Mio Momono who hit the ropes and Kyoko was outside the ring during this match and she tripped her Kyoko tripped <laughs> Mio, tripped uh Mio Momono and tried to help Boleto Tai win the match and uh <laughs> I thought that was really fun because it was it was exactly the kind of stuff she did when she was part of Boleto Tai uh so I thought that was really fun and then we had an impromptu match after that a bonus main event with Asuka slash uh Zenny uh Vinny taking on uh, Kagetsu in a one-on-one match. So Kagetsu coming out of retirement and having two matches, she looked great. She could still be wrestling if she wanted uh, to. She just decided to, to stop. Uh, wouldn't surprise me if people started, you know, like saying, hey, why don't you come back? Come back and work for us. Because uh, she's great. Um, and so that, that was great. And then after that, they spent a good, I don't know, it felt like 45 minutes to an hour, like showing video packages and just kind of remembering Hana and it was really the show was called Hana Matane. That's what it, that's what it was called. And uh, Matane in Japanese means uh, "see you later," rather than like a, a sad goodbye, like you're gone for now, but I'll see you again. Right. And they had just this video was long, and there were just so many wrestlers who just popped up in the video to say Matane to Hana Kimura. Wrestlers that were on the show. And wrestlers that weren't on the show, like Yoshihiro Tajiri, uh, Keiji Muto, the great Muta. Uh, by the way, the Battle Royal had a wrestler called Lingerie Muto, who was a guy who wrestles like Muta, but wearing lingerie. Like That's, you do. Like you do. <laughs> um, Layla Hirsch popped up in this video. Nice. Thunder Rosa was in the video. Zaya Brookside from NXT UK mm-hmm. was in the video. Session Moth Martina. Kenny Omega, Saray, Io Shirai, Kairi Sane, they were all there uh, to, to say matane to Hana Kimura. And the last one was Kyoko Kimura, her mother. That got me a little bit. Um, 
it's about to get me now a little bit. Um, but uh, it was it was very moving, and it was uh, just a wonderful show for Hana. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Not much else going on in the world of stardom. They actually had a show the same day. Uh, they started with a, a moment of science, silence for Hana. They were missing a few people because you know they a few of their stars were on the uh, Hana show uh, that same day, so they were missing a few people. But mostly right now, stardom is treading water and just kind of killing time until June twelfth when they cross their fingers get to finish the cinderella tournament yep um that's what we're hoping for um so some solid action and stuff but nothing nothing groundbreaking no forward movement on anything really lots of time limit draws when when rossi doesn't want someone to lose um still getting plenty of those so not much going on in the world of stardom um as far as forward movement on anything but uh, the hana show was wonderful excellent excellent uh and yes uh, from positively wrestling matane yeah see you later um but uh yeah that sounds awesome uh hopefully at some point i'll be able to check that out because i really would like to watch it um i think i've got uh replays i can watch it anytime oh okay cool yeah so like whenever you come to visit we can probably watch i think i can i have endless replays of it okay cool yeah that'd be awesome um also, just uh, with international news, uh, for those fans that are a fan of uh, New Japan, of course, uh, their IGWP championship vacated. Mm-hmm. Will Ospreay. Yeah. Will Ospreay, uh, due to injury, I believe, is mm-hmm. the reason that was given. Something with his neck, is that right? I think. I think that's what they said. Um, I don't follow New Japan very closely, yeah. unfortunately. I, I catch highlights here and there. But uh, if he is hurt, you know, get well soon. Uh, Will Ospreay is a phenomenal talent. Um, I would love to have him stateside. There are some dream matchups I would love to see. Uh, even <laughs> that we that that we'd probably not get to. We'll he'd, never he'd be, get. <laughs> he'd be wrestling Baron Corbin. Yeah, they'd put him in. Cor- oh, good lord. <laughs> We never we dream of all these matches, and then when people show up, those aren't the matches. We those get. aren't the matches we get. It's like, yeah, well, well, damn, pal, I think you need to wrestle Corbin first for for nine weeks. <laughs> we got Kyrie versus Sasha two weeks before Kyrie left the company. Yeah, I know, right? Come on, but I mean, even even uh, CM Punk has said, you know, if he was to return, he would love to wrestle a match with Will Ospreay. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, uh, best wishes. Hope you get well soon. Um, don't know. A lot of people have been throwing out that speculation. Oh, he's going to NXT UK because he went back to <laughs> to the UK. I'm like, okay, one. <laughs> I think he's under contract with New Japan for like three or four years. <laughs> two. He is a level of superstar that if he was to come over, I would almost bet he would go to either Raw or SmackDown. I do not think he would be in nxt either brand i think part of bringing him in would be like yeah if i'm coming you're putting me on you know spotlight tv so i think it's if it were to happen that's how it would do it it's not <laughs> let me just go ahead and kill that no, right now it's, it, not. it's not he's tied up with new japan i'm pretty sure for the next three or four years um but maybe down the road I, i'd love to see him come over to wwe or even aew just because there's some dream matchups there there too um so but uh, let's talk about NXT. And uh, we had a, 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 I thought, a real good show. I thought Tuesday's show was phenomenal. Um, let's start with um, Mercedes Martinez. Had a great little video package um, or interview backstage uh, talking about, you know, she's going to work her way back up. 
she will become champion after that great match uh, she had with um, Raquel. And as she leaves... Or that of, match. You didn't like the match. <laughs> eh, yeah, yeah. That match she had. Yeah. That match. Parts of the match were okay, but... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For the most part, you're right. I did not. But I, I think there's a lot more potential between those two. I think they could... Oh, have yeah. It was an indication of, of their abilities yeah. or talent. Yeah. Um, but as she walks off, hiding and watching from the shadows of course, was Boa. Mm-hmm. So it looks like the Tian Shaw is targeting Mercedes. That could be a very interesting program. I'd like yeah. to see Well, that. and then after her match, too, we, we got... Oh, I must have... Uh, maybe I had run to the bathroom or something. I missed that. Yeah, yeah. So she won her match, and then and then Tian Shaw was, was out there. And I, I was also admittedly very distracted during NXT this week, as you know, I had some mm-hmm. stuff going on. Um, so I kind of half caught what was going on, but Tina Shaw was definitely out there. Um, and I just, I, I noticed that and I made a note of that because it's what I'm talking about. It's what I love. A women's program with no titles. involved. That's right. That's what we want. That's what we need to see their personalities, to see what they care about besides just being a champion, to see what motivates them, what drives them, who they are as characters. We need them in non-title programs and this is what we're getting and I like it. Yeah, and speaking of the women's champion in NXT, we had a tag match with uh, her and Dakota Kai taking on Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. Uh, and this is a, a decent tag match, but it's what happened afterwards that was just downright brutal. Good Lord, did they beat the trash out of Shotzi and Ember. And I'm talking about Dakota and Raquel. Wow. Even though they lost, Ember and Shotzi got the victory. Uh, but good Lord, the aftermath was just I mean, and again, it's a way to really make Raquel look like this monster uh, of a heel and just a monster of an opponent, even though they took a loss, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Because whether they lost or not, it didn't matter because they, they came out on top in the end because decimating the two of them after the match. What we call a moral victory. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. But I they was- need, and I made the connection before between them and Shawn Michaels and Diesel, and they, that's how they need to present them, is yes. as the new Shawn Michaels and Diesel. Agreed. Agreed. Um, we also had, ah, uh, the return! <laughs> Ted DiBiase comes to NXT Live in the ring, uh, this great little segment, Cameron Grimes comes out and there he's talking. He's like, you know, I, you keep outbidding me for all this. I don't, you know, I respect you. I, I look up to you. I, I want, you know, kind of saying he wants to kind of team up with him. He wants to be mentored by the million dollar man, um, which I think would be awesome. And apparently WWE thinks it would be awesome just not with camera grass (laughs) as la knight comes out starts talking trash uh ends up he he hits cameron grimes and attacks him from behind when he turns his back and dibiase seems to laugh and seems to be like he's going to be mentoring la knight um and we've also heard that and somebody online said the million dollar championship is getting ready to come back and this would make sense if it is um if, if somebody t- online was it was it scotty two five one one three on twitter no i believe this is this is think of wrestle somebody online okay all right be more I, specific i just don't remember online. which site uh 
I tend to not quote random people online. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I my, think, my grandmother's third neighbor down the street on Twitter. I think it's wrestle votes that, that, that put this out there uh, that they had heard that the million dollar championship is coming back. And this would make sense. It would, uh, if, mm-hmm. if DBS is going to be back on TV and in a mentor role, to have a million dollar champion, I think it would work great on NXT. You've got this built-in program with Grimes and LA Knight that you could have run for a few months, which would be really good. Um, so yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. I, I'm all for Ted DiBiase being on my television again. Yes. I am absolutely I have no complaints about this. I love that he duped Cameron Grimes like he used to dupe those kids. Yeah. <laughs> basketballs. Yeah, it was it was classic, classic stuff. Cameron Grimes is perfect for this. We've said before, you know, he doesn't need to be a champion of any kind. What he's doing now is perfect. I'm not saying yes. he can't be, but he yeah. doesn't need to be. Um, what he's doing now is perfect. Um, I, I I like the pairing of LA Knight and DiBiase. Uh, I yeah, I'm I'm into this. They got me. They got me. Yep, I think it's great. Um, we also had the debut in ring of Frankie Monet, formerly known as Taya Valkyrie in Impact Wrestling, and this was basically a squash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, but if you weren't familiar with her, it gave you a chance to to see her in ring capability, which she is very capable. She's very good in the ring. It was a uh, showcase. Yeah, it was a, it was a nice showcase match, and I'm excited for her to be in a mainline program uh, with some top tier talent. I yep. think I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah, so, uh, we we need more squash matches like this. Maybe not yes. with Cara Jade, um, yeah. or Cora Jade that is. Um, but but they should bring some people in just to to do these to do enhancement talent matches. We need more of them, so you're not killing your contracted talent. Yes. by making them do it um we i could do a whole bonus episode on this tim i could do a whole bonus episode on the negative effects of raw and the monday night war on current day wrestling product um that that what i'm talking about right now is just scratching the surface of it a little bit um but i so i was glad to see it uh and, and really mercedes was not quite a squash but maybe just close it was pretty close um and again, shouldn't have been with with her opponent, um, who just got a win over Tony Storm. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, um, but I, I like the idea of having some some squash matches. And you know, if you sprinkled two or three in a show, it's fine. I don't think anybody's yeah. going to turn it off. And you know, so, yeah, I like it. It was a good debut for Frankie Monet. Uh, I just wish they'd use somebody else for it. But right idea. Um, and yeah, she's she's another another name in the division and that can't hurt as long as they find time for everyone and on nxt they're managing to do it yes uh let's talk about two matches that i mean just you talk about it being a great night of nxt these two matches were both phenomenal let's start out with the return of bobby fish taking on pete dunn man this is hard hitting this was great i loved it um Love Pete Dunn anyway. We've talked about how much we love his his performances in the ring. Bobby Fish, also a very awesome in-ring worker. These two tore it down. They tore the house down. This was fantastic. I'm hoping this somehow leads to Pete Dunn getting a chance against Karrion Cross somewhere yeah. down the line. That's I was, program I was happy to see Pete Dunn win the match. Yes. I was afraid he wasn't going to just because it was it was Bobby, Bobby Fish's, Fish's return. return. Yeah. Um and nothing against 
Bobby Fish, but he's not Pete Dunn. And I, I think Pete Dunn just has a higher upside than Bobby Fish. Um, a, a bigger upside, however you say it. Yes. Um, so, but yeah, um, again, what I was able to focus on was good. Uh, Pete Dunn's awesome. And yeah, the right guy won. So, yeah. Yes. And uh, speaking of carrying across, of course, we did have an NXT title world championship match defense carrying across defending against Finn Balor. And this match also hard hitting. Uh, the, these two work well together. Balor is phenomenal. Uh, and carrying across again shows every week, I think, more and more proves why he's in the position he's in. More charisma. He's showing more personality. Yes. Um, yeah. And ends with him basically choking out Finn Balor and getting the victory. Uh, a lot of, and again, going into speculation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, I want to jump back to SmackDown just really quick mm-hmm. for another debut. It's our show. We can do whatever we want. And that was of the Boogs. Frick <laughs> Boogs, baby. <laughs> Um, stupid name. Oh, I love it. I love it. Stupid name. Um, but <laughs> are you gonna wear a shirt that says boogs on it? I might. <laughs> All right, I, I might. Yeah, I might. Uh, but he, of course, debuted playing the entrance for Shinsuke, which was phenomenal. Yeah, <laughs> loved it, loved it, loved it. Uh, but apparently, more NXT call ups are on the way. That is what, what we hear, what we're hearing. Uh, and haven't seen Adam Cole for a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Finn Balor taking the loss here. I, I read that Raw Creative has been asking for Balor for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so could be perfect opportunity for those two to flip on over to Raw or SmackDown. We yep. shall see. Uh, even hearing That's- that possibility of some people from NXT UK mm-hmm. moving over. So. And and it all it's inevitable. Anytime somebody takes a big loss in a title match on NXT, the speculation is, oh, yes. well, they're going to go to the main roster. Like every time, and a lot of times they do, and sometimes they don't. Um, how many times has it been speculated that Adam Cole? Well, I mean, he lost that match, so now he's going to jump, and he, he hasn't yet. But you know, it, it's I mean, it's going to happen at some point. So, um, but I Balor does seem pretty likely. I mean, even he's been talking about it in interviews about how he'd like to go back to the main roster. Um, and be kind of his new self or yeah. his old new self. Raw um, needs it too. If you're going to put him mm-hmm. on raw, raw needs it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get into some of that here in a little bit, but yeah. Um, but yeah, so I would, I would love to have Balor uh, back on the main roster, hopefully on raw. Cause again, they need some improvement. Cole too. bring them both. Let them run a program with Cole and Balor on the main roster. So people can see that on TV on Monday nights. I think that would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's jump uh, out from NXT and let's talk some AEW. The only AEW we really get to talk about this week because, of course, Dynamite not airing before we record our show. It's been moved to what would tonight. be later tonight. Um, as for we, you, for, for, for the listener. For the listener. Uh, but, uh, of course, Double or Nothing is this weekend. And we're going to do our Double or Nothing preview. Let me pull up the page here. Here we go. And, yeah, so let's see. Uh, Starting off with some of the matches to talk about here. AEW Tag Team Championship match. Young Bucks, who are the champions, taking on John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. Um, 
Ah. I, I, think the, I think the Young Bucks retain. You think, well, yeah. Mm. I think they lose. I'm calling Mox okay. and Kingston. I'm calling Mox and Kingston on this one. I can see it either way. I'm just going to lean towards Young Bucks. I think it would really add on to their heel heat if they beat Moxley. And so that that's my thinking. But I can totally see the 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 win for Moxley and, and Eddie Kingston too. For, for me, it, it, it's kind of... I mean, I can see it going either way, but when you look at all the champions in AEW, it's pretty heel heavy. Mm-hmm. And I really expect Britt Baker to pick up that mm-hmm. title as well. So uh i think yeah i think uh the faces win this one i think that's why uh, more than anything else why mox and kingston are probably going to pick up the victory in my okay. opinion yep um let's move uh, we got uh sting and darby allen taking on ethan page and scorpio sky i sting and darby yeah i think this is pretty much yeah. <laughs> like what things first match returning to actual in ring he is yeah. not losing <laughs> no 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 not gonna happen that's a pretty pretty easy one and if he loses it's not gonna be to those two yeah no no if you're gonna do that you're gonna do that like in a one-on-one match against like darby <laughs> or or, or a tag team match against main eventers yeah yeah um so inner circle versus the pinnacle stadium stampede match uh if the inner circle loses they have to break up forever um I I think the pinnacle has to win. I'm leaning that way too. Because it I, would it would be I, odd to see them win both of the big matches. Yeah. I but I don't think cuz some people say well, you know, this is chapter 2 and we're going to have, you know, the blow off after that. I'm like, well, if that's the case, what do you what do you where do you go? Where mm. do you go after this? How do you raise the stakes? Considering that Blood and guts should have been the blow off match. Yep. Yep. I don't see how you get more violent, spectacle, epic, whatever you want to say, other than that kind of war games esque match. Um but yeah, so I mean I kind of want it to be the pinnacle as well, just so we can move on from this storyline, if nothing yeah. else. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're going to break up the inner circle, okay, that's fine. Plenty of talent there that can go other ways. No problem. I'm sure they could figure out a way to keep them back together. Like come back. Oh, now we're not, uh, we're not the inner circle anymore. (laughs) We're the outer circle. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know, something, who knows? But, uh, yeah, I think the pinnacle wins this one. I really, yeah. And, and, you know, also do we need two stables like this running around at the same time? Yeah. Um, especially if all it is is going to be them going at each other instead mm-hmm. of doing other things. So, yeah. So I, I, I think I agree. I think pinnacle wins. Okay. Uh, TNT championship match Miro versus the murder Hawk Lance Archer. Miro wins. Yes. <laughs> I don't think he's transitionally having this championship. No, um, uh, they, they treated him kind of as a joke for so long. And I think now they want us to take him seriously. So he's got to win this. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think they're going to make the same mistakes that WWE did with, uh, with Miro. At least not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. So I, I think we're both agreed Miro retaining here. Uh, Casino battle Royal. 
course, uh, we've got some names that have been announced. We've got Christian Cage, Matt Seidel, Powerhouse Hobbs, Penta El Zero, Mieto, uh, Jungle Boy, Matt Hardy, Mark Keen or Queen. I don't know how that one is pronounced. Sorry. Isaiah Cassidy, uh, The Blade, Evil Uno, Colt Cabana, Preston Vance, Griff Garrison, Brian Pillman Jr., Max Caster, Anthony Bowens, QT Marshall, Nick Camaroto, Dustin Rhodes, Lee Johnson, and of course, some others we don't know, especially the wild card. Um, I think Colt Cabana's a shoe in. I mean, come on, it's Colt. Um, uh, looking at who's just looking at this without knowing who the wild card is because that could change things. You never know. Mm-hmm. Could be Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson. I, I doubt it. Like a 1% chance, we'll say mm-hmm. that. It's like a yeah. 1% chance. Um, but, uh, I, could be um, Andrade. Could be. Never know. But yeah. I think Christian Cage. Yeah, out of out of the names we know, it's it's Christian Cage. So I think it's it, Christian Cage. It, I suspect it's going to be someone who hasn't been announced. Um, but Christian, I mean, we're 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 definitely building to Christian getting a title shot. Um. I just don't know if this will be his path or if they'll yeah. let somebody else get there first or maybe be his challenger. If yeah. you, you know, if he's the one that beats Kenny Omega. Um, but out of these names, yeah, Christian Cage for sure. Um, but I do think it'll be someone ultimately that hasn't been announced yet. Maybe yeah. a wild card. Yeah. I kind of lean that way as well. So um, Christian Cage, based on the knowledge that we have, mm-hmm. but reserve the right to to change my opinion once I figure out who all is in the match. Mm-hmm. Um, Hangman Adam Page versus Brian Cage. Uh, it's going to be a pretty hard-hitting one. Um, mm-hmm. This one is one of the ones that's a little tougher to call. I think Page gets his win back. You think so? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I mean, it's such a big deal out of Brian Cage winning that match and knocking him from knocking uh, Adam Page out of the number one contender spot. Um. Yeah, I think I think Adam Page gets the win back. Yeah, because I mean, ultimately, I think you, they're building for somewhere down the line for him to challenge Omega for the belt, just because mm-hmm. of the history there. It's it mm-hmm. kind of writes itself. So, I th- yeah, I think that makes sense. Get his win back, get him back higher up on the rankings again. Uh. So yeah, let let's say let's say Hangman Adam Page over Brian Cage is our prediction. Uh, Cody Rhodes, Anthony Agogo. Uh, of course, they've been having this uh, storyline where members of the Nightmare uh, Factory, kind of developmental, kind of went the um, uh, NXT route with like uh, Wade Barrett and all them, and kind of turned on Cody. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <clears throat> I th- and again. If you're going to book it the way it should have been booked in WWE, Anthony Agogo gets the victory here. <laughs> right. It would really add to his heat after that, well, promo that Cody cut. Yeah. Um, which was. People had different opinions. Yeah. We'll say a lot of that. differing opinions on that. Very polarizing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but I, I kind of feel like he, Anthony Agogo, might win to get that heat. Yes. Because it, it would kind of kill anything he's got going for him to just come in and just lose but after cody cut that and says i'm the american dream for this match and then to lose that's big heat on anthony agogo 
But then the other side is, is that the kind of leader of the factory is QT Marshall, though. Right. So that's true. And he's and and Cody's ultimate path is to get back to QT. So that makes this a little more difficult. So based on that, I think I'm going to switch in. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right for the win. Yep. Excuse me. Um, yeah, AEW Women's Championship. We both know where we're going with this. We think Britt Baker is the lock and needs to well needs to win 100. Yeah, and I, I think this is it for Sheeta. She's been a great champion. I yep. enjoyed her run incredibly. Um, and yeah, I think this will be good. But it's it's Britt Baker's time. I think it's Britt Baker's time to take that championship, and then we can move to a, another face that can start the chase the chase for the championship yeah um so let's see uh leaves us with our main event oh actually i want to talk about let's they did add another match today uh or last night they announced um that the buy-in match yes i was about to mention this go ahead yes serena d will be defending her nwa women's championship against riho yay they had a phenomenal match uh several a couple months ago actually one of my favorite matches of the year yeah um and i i mean if you're gonna have a match that you're gonna put on a pre-show to be like hey watch this and this is gonna make you want to buy the event this is a great match to do it with yeah I will. Uh, I don't know if I'll be able to watch the match live, but I'll try to find a way to do it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, this is going to be awesome. Um, I think Serena re- re- retains. I think. I think so. And Riho won the last match too. So. And especially um, since the, no, this is no build, this is just kind of thrown in there. I don't think we see a title change. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but excited. It's going to be a great match. I feel. Yeah. <laughs> could steal the it could be match of the night and not it even on the could. card yeah that's the level of craziness and the good kind of vibes this match is gonna give yep. uh main event triple threat aw world championship kenny omega defending against orange cassidy freshly squeezed oc and pock um omega omega um yeah although you have a path here to where you can have a title change without the champion being pinned, which is a lot of times why we get triple threats. Um, yeah. But I think he'll lose the impact championship before he loses the AEW championship. That's true too. That would make more sense. Um, so yeah, I think, and again, Omega has been on this role and as much as I love orange Cassidy, um, cause and no offense to Pac, not even in a, a contender for the title in this match really no um uh if anything he might be there to take the pin yeah that's kind of how i see it just so orange doesn't have to take the pin uh and and omega wins and omega wins so we'll see i think uh, yeah i think i think omega retains plus you've always got the good brothers that are going to be and don Callis that'll be ringside young bucks so you never know the shenanigans that could go on um but yeah, I think uh, Omega retains, but I think this is going to be a good match. I think it's going to be a fun one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Orange Cassidy and Pac is one of my favorite AEW matches they've had. Uh, and now you're going to throw Omega in the mix. I, I think that's a winner all the way, all the way around. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's our, uh, that's our preview for a double or nothing. Um, tune in this weekend, see what happens. I think it's going to be a good show. I really do. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. <coughs> All right, let's uh, wrap things up and move on to Raw. 
And uh, let's talk about Nikki Cross. Yeah. Back on Raw and uh, doing Nikki things, man. Just running around like a crazy person. I loved every second of it. Uh, of course, she gets into this beat the clock challenge match against Rhea. She has to last two minutes, and she does. And I don't know if you, because I don't know if this made it to TV or if it was just something they showed online, like, you know, the backstage, like a YouTube mm-hmm. or whatever. But there was like a still camera shot, and you just see her run past it screaming, run past it again screaming, then get to the middle and just be like, ah, get across, <laughs> just be Rhea Ripley, the women's champion. Ah, and runs off again. It was yeah. great. It was yeah. great. Um, Man, uh, I thought this was a lot of fun. I'm happy to have Nikki back on TV. For sure. I think she's extremely talented and very entertaining. Yes, lots in personality. Just lots of personality. And she's completely changed her character from when she was in NXT. Like, she's a totally different person. The one thing I didn't, I didn't like the presentation in the sense that I I think by, by showing anyone, even Rhea Ripley, thinking that they could beat Nikki Cross in two minutes, I think hurts her credibility. Okay. Now you're right. I can see that. I can see. Yeah. I I don't think anybody should. I mean, she was dismissive of Nikki Cross and, and I don't like that. Um, While the match was going on, I will say if they were going to do it, they did it right. While the match was going on, I was thinking, you know, I, this match should end at two minutes in a regular match, like in a regular place where a match would be in two minutes, it shouldn't end with Rhea almost about to beat her or something like that. And it did, it ended just in a regular, like she just had her in the corner and was just kind of kicking away. So it, she didn't almost beat her. She didn't almost have her at the end of the two minutes. And that I liked. So I, I didn't like the idea that anyone thought that Nikki was so easy to beat that they could do it in two minutes, but I did like the execution. If they were going to do it, they did it well. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, again, fun moment. Uh, glad ever back. I do agree with the your thoughts there about yeah, it did make her look a little weak in presentation. Uh, next to Rhea and even Charlotte, yeah, based like on telling the fans that they shouldn't take Nikki seriously is a yeah, yeah. And I I, didn't, I don't like that. I don't think you should do that with any of your contracted talent. Agreed. Um, speaking of Charlotte, uh, she took on Oscar. Mm-hmm. And what happened? Mm-hmm. And what? Well, I mean, it's Charlotte Flair, so obviously she has to get the victory. Yeah, and unless someone helps Oscar win, it's what I've been talking about, right? Yeah. Oscar's not presented as being on the same level as as Charlotte or Rhea, and it's 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 bad for business. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, this is a match, and this is going back to what I was saying about how we need more enhancement talent type matches because this is a match that shouldn't really be happening on free television at oh, all. This is pay-per-view match quality here. This is the kind yeah. of, this is a marquee matchup, hands down. Yeah. And we've had it on Raw, what, how many times now? So mm-hmm. it, it shouldn't be, you, you would have never seen, uh, you know, pick whoever you want. You would have never seen Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Uh, you've never seen Hulk Hogan versus Randy Savage on Monday Night Raw or on Primetime Wrestling. And if you did, it would be promoted out the wazoo. It would mm-hmm. be a, a build to it that would be weeks in advance. They would promote it like a pay-per-view in mm-hmm. advance. It wouldn't just be like, oh, hey, tonight, 
you get this. Right. Yeah. Right. right. So this match shouldn't be happening on free TV and it shouldn't be happening as much as it's happening because it's losing. It's already lost. It's, it's specialness. Mm-hmm. It's just another match now. And think about that. Charlotte Flair versus Asuka is now just another match. So yeah, not, not crazy about how they're getting to, I'm fine with them getting to Charlotte versus Rhea. That's cool. I'm fine with that, but I, I don't, They've sacrificed Asuka to do it. Yeah, it's like, why do you have to go through Asuka to get there? Is the over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, thumbs hey, down on uh, that. Asuka's, uh, Asuka's an avatar on Peacock and Charlotte's not. That's true. Hey, hey, hey. that's right. That's right. So, uh, yeah, come on. Show Asuka some love, man. Book her better, man. This is this just not. It's not if it, send her to SmackDown. Let her wrestle mm-hmm. Bianca. Let her wrestle Bailey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <coughs> but don't give us the same Charlotte versus Oscar and Charlotte just always getting a win unless Oscar has help. That's just yep. bad booking. Yeah. It's bad creative. Yeah. Um, let's talk about good creative. Let's do it. Riddle and Xavier. I loved it. I, <laughs> loved, it, I, loved, I it, loved it. I tweeted the next day. I tweeted on Tuesday. Like I, I figured Riddle versus Xavier would be good. I didn't think it was going to be match of the year candidate. Good. Yeah. And that's what it was. Holy it crap. Was this was amazing. amazing. And I'll tell you what, I, I'm completely won over. I was from the moment he said we could call our team RK bro. That had me, but this solidifies it, man. I am 100% down for the storyline. I love it. No championship needed. No nope. championship involved. I'm sure the tag team champions, uh, that'll be in there somewhere down the line since mm-hmm. they're being a tag team. But I love this. I think it's great. And the finish, what a finish. Uses the RKO. Actually, an RKO out of nowhere. It's like the first RKO in history I didn't see coming. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's so true. Um, The spot, though, the spot, right, mm -hmm. where where Xavier pulls Riddle up off the mat, Riddle tries to do a sunset flip, Xavier catches him in the vertical suplex, that's as amazing a spot as I've ever seen. I've yes. been watching wrestling since 1985, and I've never seen anything more impressive than that. The balance it takes, the strength it takes, the timing it takes, and they made it look believable. They didn't make it look like Riddle was just cooperating to by jumping into a suplex. They made it look like he was trying to jump over Xavier, and Xavier caught him. It was beautiful and that was that right there was enough to win me over in in terms of that match being great but the rest of the match was great too but that is a spot i will never forget yeah no it was amazing fantastic and and shout out to xavier woods man because he doesn't get enough love uh i think from fans at how talented he really is because a lot of times he does get presented as kind of more of a comedic you know uh partner in the tag team with the new day but he can go yeah well and not only that but it's what i was talking about with mina shirakawa a couple weeks ago like he's both of them have been largely presented in tag team matches and i'm not saying it doesn't take talent to do tag team matches but you don't really get to show off like you do in a singles match Mm -hmm. and so getting to see xavier and mina in some singles matches lately is really they're, they're getting to show what they can do 
um, when they get extended time in the ring to, to tell a story and to create drama and to create tension and suspense and to sell and to make a comeback and, and to do it without having to depend on three, six, eight other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're, they're getting an opportunity. Xavier specifically is who we're really talking about here, got that opportunity on Monday and man, he took advantage of it. Yes. It was amazing. You're right. Match of the year contender, definitely match of the night. Oh, um, easily. Yeah. Uh, one of the best matches we've had on raw in recent memory. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, cause I mean, and, and I just go ahead and say it raw. <sighs> is getting to the point to where it feels like a chore trying to get through the whole show sometimes. I'll say parts of it. I won't say the whole show, but there, what there I mean are... is get through the whole three hours. I mean, from a time mm-hmm. standpoint, it's just like, man. And I, and some of that, I know we've talked before. I, Raw should probably be two hours, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but again, you have all this talent, not that you use it. Um, yeah. So, but imagine who they wouldn't use if it was only two hours. Oh, God. Well, that's true, too. It's like, yeah. Oh, or here's an hour of uh, McIntyre and Lashley. Right. And, and, and Braun thrown in yeah. as well. Um, and of course, we had more stuff with that. And I, I'll tell you what, though. I will say this. Thank God for Kofi Kingston. Yeah. Having Kofi enter spliced into this. Uh, Lashley McIntyre uh, program bubble program whatever you want to call it at least gives me a little bit of a breath breath of fresh air yes uh, so real happy to see him in there he's uh, someone I've always liked I've always yes. enjoyed I'm happy to see him doing whatever he's doing so yeah I, I, I agree and I would much much rather see Kofi and Lashley in a program right now i again as we talked about i'm t- again no offense to drew mcintyre i'm just it's the same thing over and over that we've had four months now yeah it's which like- wasn't a problem when we had enhancement matches when they weren't giving main event pay-per-view matches away on raw every week yeah if this was 1992 it wouldn't be bothering us yeah but because of the way television is now it it really is tedious it is um but yeah but uh i mean that's pretty much the show man but yeah yeah big shout outs riddle xavier that was amazing yeah. and we hoping they don't go the triple threat route yes for for uh hoping somehow something happens where kofi does yes. end up getting the win next week on raw or this upcoming monday on raw so we'll, we'll see how that plays out so I'll be watching with uh with eager anticipation on seeing how they go with that um, but yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much our show. Anything we didn't cover you want to talk about? Uh, I'm good. All right. Well, hey, what'd you love? All right. So uh, on the Hana Kimura tribute show, uh, there was a spot in the eight woman tag at the end where um, it, we had Oedo Tai and two of the members were Konami and Death Yamasan. Um, they were also in Tokyo Cyber Squad with Hana. And so was Jungle Kiona. And at one point in that match, um, Konami and Death Yamasan uh, are both in the ring. They have the advantage over whichever opponents in there with them. And Jungle Kiona slides in and gets there with them. And there's a brief Tokyo Cyber Squad reunion. 
um, uh, which was just excellent. And then Konami kicks Jungle Kiona. <laughs> um, but for, for a second, it was Tokyo Cyber Squad again, and uh, it was it was just a little bit of a little bit of Hana there, and a nice a nice tribute to her um, in a night full of tributes, but a unique one that not everyone could do. It only those three there that night could do that, and they did, and I thought it was great. Excellent, excellent. Uh, for me, uh, I want to highlight some new talent. AEW Dark. I was watching some of that the other day, and there was a uh, women's tag team match on one side. Uh, was the bunny who we absolutely adore love the bunny i uh, cannot remember her tag team partner and i cannot remember the tag team partner of the other person killing king oh it was a uh, big swole big swole oh, was her yeah. partner yeah mm-hmm. big swole i cannot remember the the partner for the bunny but um killing king i think keep your eye out i think she might uh be a big name down the road uh good look uh good, i mean she's tall she's you know, big, um, but uh, I liked her. I liked her in the ring, and I, th- I think she's one to watch. But I really enjoyed that match. Um, and uh, yeah, just spotlight on her. I think we'll be hearing uh, more big things from Killing King. I've been watching the uh, Ring of Honor Women's That's Wednesday. Right. Yeah, yeah, and there are a couple of the, on there that have stood out to me. Roxy, I think we'll we'll see more of and uh miranda alizé who mm-hmm. actually was on aew a couple of times maybe dark i don't know if she was on dynamite but uh she stood out and she they're both in the upcoming tournament for the rh women's championship so uh yeah there's lots lots going on in the world of women's wrestling right now oh yes uh but hey that's our show let us know what you thought don't forget to like share subscribe uh leave us a comment of course you can reach out to us on Twitter at plus WrestleCast. That's P L U S WrestleCast. Uh, you can find me at Timothy K. You can find Steven at Bizarro Doom. You can find us on Facebook. Just search for the Positively Wrestling Podcast. And uh, you can listen to us wherever you like to listen to your podcast. We're pretty much on every single platform. Uh, but that's our show. Have a great weekend. Enjoy Double or Nothing. Uh, we'll be back next week to run down all the happenings in the world of wrestling right here. We'd like to keep it positive. I'm going to say wrestling another time, positively wrestling. (laughs) Matinee. Matinee.